Hello, and welcome to Campbell and Company's podcast on fundraising during COVID-19. In this series, we're exploring how nonprofits are adapting their fundraising strategies to a difficult moment. To learn more about how you can meet this moment, visit our COVID-19 information hub at campbellcompany.com COVID-19. For our first podcast in this series, Campbell and Company senior consultant Elizabeth Suffredin Boyle spoke to Josh Hale, president and CEO of Big Shoulders Fund in Chicago. It's a great conversation, so let's get to it. Welcome, Josh. Great to be here, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, we are so happy that you're joining us today. Um, today, we'll be discussing how Big Shoulders Fund is navigating both the challenges and opportunities brought about by COVID. Josh, while Big Shoulders Fund is well known throughout Chicago and in philanthropic circles, for those listening who may not be familiar, can you share a bit about not just the organization, but yourself? That'd be great. Thank you again. It's great you guys are doing this. I look forward to seeing all these podcasts and, and learning from them. Um, so Big Shoulders Fund has been around uh, since 1986, and it's a charitable nonprofit organization that works um, to ensure all children in Chicago, particularly in under-resourced communities, have access to a quality values-based education in a safe instruction environment that prepares them to be successful for a brighter future and to be uh, our neighbors here in Chicago, um, contributing to the leadership of our city and our state and our nation. And we do that by working through um, inner city Catholic schools. So we have 75 Catholic schools we work with, primarily in the south and west side of Chicago. Um, They serve about 20,000 children, 80% minority, about 70% living in poverty. And we ensure their classrooms have the very best teachers and supports, access to new curriculum and technology, We support teachers in their uh, efforts to be better and better at their craft. We work at building a pipeline of leaders in our schools from recruiting teachers into our schools to being um, apprentice uh, assistant principals and principals. But we also uh, invest a lot in in the children and making sure that they have all the experience we'd want for any child to ensure that whether it's test prep or it's getting to a museum or doing a college visit or um, getting out to the camp we run in Wyoming, which is focused on STEM and, and leadership. And so really giving them all those supports to be successful. But um, these 75 schools, while they are primarily a provider of education, they're also a community-based organization. And we think that just by them being open in that neighborhood, emanating good, beacons of hope, that that strengthens neighborhoods and communities where um, um, we need more strength in uh, community. So that's been another major uh, focus of our work. And, you know, while there's a lot more we do, what we look at over time is certainly we look at an individual year and test score growth and all those important things. But really we look at where our eighth graders go to high school. We want to make sure they transition to the top high schools in, in the city of Chicago. Thanks for sharing that. And so we're a couple months in now to COVID-19. And it feels like three most, years. Yeah, I know. A couple months is actually in COVID time is like a decade. Yeah. <laughs> so we're a decade in, right? Exactly right. What's the most innovative fundraising or programmatic initiative you've introduced during these past few months and decade? It's a great question. I, you know, I wish, I think survival was probably part of that somewhere right. along the line, yeah. which is the mother of all innovation. Um, and I, you know, I don't know how innovative they are. I think that in large part, our innovation has been in really listening to the needs of our communities and trying to respond as quickly as possible and be as nimble as possible to meet those needs. And I think, you know, first and foremost, again, going back to our schools as community-based organizations, what we heard from our schools 
was not only their children, but the communities were facing increasing food scarcity. And so access to meals on a regular basis. And so we certainly had a lunch program that was federally funded and we, that was active in a lot of our schools. But we also uh, had the great benefit of a great supporter of ours, Carol Lavin Vernick and her family foundation. And uh, they knew that our neighborhoods and our school children were facing food scarcity. And they had a great interest in um, helping local community-based restaurants. So just like our schools, community-based organizations remain open in feeding uh, those that, that needed access to food. And so they offered funding if we would build partnerships with local community-based restaurants and use our schools as distribution centers, certainly to feed and, and provide meals to our students and families, but also the broader community. And um, we started out with a couple of schools and it grew to um, 20 plus schools. And uh, then a lot of others followed that lead. A lot of people like that model of kind of achieving multiple goals or outcomes um, through this program of helping restaurants and helping uh, those in need. And we over, and then a lot of other restaurants came in, a lot of other food manufacturers. And so to date, we have served over 100,000 meals um, through this program, through these 20 distribution points. We also use those distribution points as we listen to schools. Uh, children needed Chromebooks. And so we were able to raise funds and get Chromebooks. Technology so the students were active in their e-learning. We heard that they needed, they needed paper and pens and crayons and all sorts of supplies. And so we were able to get those donated now to the schools. We knew that um, access to clothes was an issue. And so um, CC's Closet, a nonprofit here in Chicago, we were able to work with them and get lots of clothes, shirts, not just for students, but for families and get those out of the community. And um, we were able to really push a lot through this. Bernie's Books was another great partnership. We'd known them in the past, we worked with them, but they came up huge in providing, you know, hundreds of thousands of books, again, using these distribution points to get them out to our students and their families, but also the broader community. And so, you know, what was natural to us was our, our schools being community-based organizations that feed out in the community. What was new was we, you know, we weren't in the food business or forging partnerships with restaurants and, and the like, and, you know, we weren't in the process or in the habit of, of setting up distribution points to get out books like that, but it became a real throughput. And that attracted, thankfully, a lot of support, certainly from our community of supporters, but, you know, we're getting out through media coverage, social media. We had a lot of new supporters, hundreds of new supporters that said, I heard about what you do and I want to be part of it. And a lot of them were nearby, but we also got notes from people down in Texas and uh, Atlanta and, um, Seattle and, and New York and Boston, which was remarkable. People sending in saying, and I think that's the American spirit of, of, of recognizing quick, nimble action and mission-oriented people. Our, our pre principals and teachers were on the front line. Our team was on the front line, getting those meals out, getting the books out, getting the, the clothes out. And I, um, I think maybe it was innovative that part of Carol Lavin Burnick and her team, but, you know, we were there with her and I, I, um, I think sometimes just saying yes and being willing to meet the needs of your um, your community, you know, leads to other things. And that's been on top of helping, which is most important, the community. I think in the darkest days of COVID or um, this, this pandemic, it was unbelievably soul-filling to have a real purpose and a mission to meet an immediate need. And that fueled all of our spirits as well. It was very soul-filling work. And um, so, um, 
one more point of the innovation, which is the other part of our work, which is more natural, which was the education part, was uh, pivoting to, to e-learning. And again, a lot of support came in to help with investing in that. And we pivoted very quickly. Our schools closed, our school buildings closed on a Friday afternoon. And on Monday, we were up and running uh, distance learning. We have a great team that front. We have a young woman who's written books about this. Thankfully, you never know how much of a gift that is until it happens. But Kristen Zemke, you know, has talked about this and taught about it for a long time. And so she helped our schools pivot. And that's also attracted a lot of support. Um, again, for innovative platforms and ways of supporting teachers in classrooms, but also students. I mean, it was remarkable to, to watch. I should have disclosed in the beginning that I'm a, uh, involved personally with Big Shoulders Fund. So um, I have a kind of a front seat, if you will, to the work that you've been doing. And it's really just been amazing, the impact um, on just the school community that you've made in, in those different regions. Um, we all needed it. So I think there's a, a part of that was, uh, 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 you know, um, about us too, that it was a way to be active and be involved and hopefully part of a lot of efforts trying to, to, you know, look at this pandemic in the face and say, how do we as Americans help one another? Well, I want to thank you, Josh, for joining us today. And I look forward to continue to support your work and uh, see how as we continue through in this pandemic and other uh, significant changes, you guys continue to grow and, and innovate and pivot uh, so well. We're nice to say, Elizabeth, we appreciate you and Mark and all you do in supporting our mission and leading our mission and, and really being the very best of what we're about. And thanks for um, celebrating this work and all the work of, I think, the nonprofit sector, yeah. um, which you are a leader in uh, here nationally. It's a, it's, a, it's a huge compliment, so thank you. Thank you. That's it for today. For more information, please visit us online at campbellcompany.com slash COVID-19 and follow us online on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. Thanks for listening.